0: guys welcome back to the sexy scary book club i am lisa i'm jessica who's laughing at me
1: (laughs) yeah we had a little weird start there but that's okay
0: (laughs) well this is a weird book so it is
1: and it's our last episode of the season we have made it through the fever series
0: yeah yeah here we are finally book 11 kingdom of shadow and light
1: Right, which I can never remember what it's called because they always just abbreviate it, Kosal, and then I'm like, okay, there's a K. So I get kingdom, and that's about as far (laughs) as I get. So here we are with kingdom.
0: (laughs) You can speak in acronyms. I don't care. Cool. Um, Yeah. Last book. Yeah. uh, We meet a whole host of new characters in this Mm -hmm. last book. Um, The The... Well, we don't meet them all. We're told about them all in the
1: beginning of the book, right? So this is this book. I noticed that it takes forever to actually begin. Like it begins with this, like I don't know, third person narrative kind of fairy tale sounding thing of Max origins, basically, like when she was a sweet girl and you know Georgia, and then there's like Max journal. And then then do we begin with Christian or is there still something else before that?
0: Well, we've got that scene which seems to take place at some point in the future oh, where yeah. Mac is now like the quintessential fake queen who is void of all emotions and and Baron's has become the unseelie king. Which we kind of got a a nod to in the last book that they were in um, with the mural that was portraying her as the queen and and him as the king. Uh, And it's sort of like the worst case scenario where the same thing has played out and they are at odds with one another and and no longer together. Uh, And so you think, oh, okay, I don't, obviously yeah. this is at some point in the future, I guess. And then we go back to Christian.
1: Yeah. And so then you're like, is this happening? Like, what is going on? Where am I? This book, I just felt. Well, there's a lot of book. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that.
1: Uh huh.
0: We get lots of weird uh, back in time or alternate reality type scenes of, you know, Mac meeting Vlaine slash Cruz before she meets Barons and kind of picking Vlaine and yes. Mac be getting the unseelie king's power and using it to kill all the Fae. And I don't know, there were a couple There's other a ones.
1: That or- that scene was fun though when she chooses Vlaine because I found myself reading it and I was like, what the hell is this? Did they mess up? Because I had like that deja vu because I'm like, I've read this before. Because it was when she's like, when she first comes to Dublin and she's going into like the dead zone and, like, oh, there's, like, you know, fog. And, like, it is verbatim what it was in the first book. And so I was, like, really confused for a second. Well, I thought it was.
0: Thought cool. it was and then I thought, okay, so are we, you know, we meet um, we meet some of the court that, well, we don't really meet any of the court that Cruz created except for Mazden. Who, right. Who Which... is the Prince of Dreams, who is, like, a carbon copy of Barons. That Cruz had
1: made. (laughs) So So. that was another thing I came and it came about. Like, you know, we get to know more about Cruz and his motivations. And it turns out he's really obsessed with Mac. Like he just he wants Mac. He wants her to choose him. He wants her to be like his queen. But then, like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, is he obsessed with Mac or is he obsessed with barons? Like, is that the true love story of this series? (laughs) Because like he goes and makes a clone of barons, and like he's so set on besting barons and yes. winning Mac from Barons. I'm like, who is he actually obsessed with? I'm not entirely convinced or sure.
0: I agree. I I thought that too. I thought, you yeah. know, I it's I think he's deluded himself into thinking that he's obsessed with Mac, but I agree. He's obsessed with with besting barons, like you said. Yeah. That's what I got out of that. But, anyways, so we we meet. This this d- Prince of Dreams character, when we learn that Cruz is like cooking up this plot for, you know, to mess with Mac to ultimately get her to choose Cruz over Barron. And so when I first read that scene where she's back at her origin of the pl- of the series, where she's you know wandered into the the dead zone or dark zone and ends up meeting Blaine, I think okay, so is this that. Is this part of the plot of the book where somehow through dreams, Mazden is recreating Max's narrative? But then, I don't know, nothing could be committed to.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, that was weird, too, because Mazden's big, like, superpower was that he can access the dreaming and he can manipulate people and like in the dreaming. So yeah, it was like, you just never knew. You didn't know where you were. You didn't know what reality was which maybe that was like giving the reader the viewpoint of like what it's like to be the fake queen. Cause like you can see limitless possibilities, but you're not sure which one is actually going to play out and you can try to manipulate it to get the one that you want most, but you're still always just don't quite know and like can't quite get grounded. And that's how I felt throughout this whole book. Like I can't get grounded. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or just a thing. Maybe it just is what it is.
0: Right. I mean, there's, i mean I feel like i say this every time there's so much happening in this book but so i much. really yeah but i really felt like with this one that she just had a lot of ideas and yes. she couldn't she couldn't quite give enough time to any one idea to kind kind of fully yeah. flesh out the story
1: I kind of felt like she had three different books in this book, and then she just decided we're going to make it all in one, and I'm going to move on and let this go. Because I feel like the story between Christian and Lyrica was its own entity. I felt like that was actually a big nod to the Highlander series and kind of bringing back the spirit of her Highlander novels into this world. And then there was a story of Ryden and Danny and the Hunters. That was a whole nother journey. And then there's always Mac and Behrens and Cruz kind of this trio at this point but yeah there's just so much going on and then you have these random dream snippets where like is this part of the story I don't actually know
0: oh and don't forget Um, about Ray and Kat I did
1: there was some something cool about that because it did like set you up to think you knew where you were going like there was a part of you that thought like okay we're gonna have to get to where Mac is like all Faye and you know she's with Cruz and like she's against Barons, and she's fighting to get back to Barons, and you kind of assume that's that's the path but then you realize there's no rules and that doesn't necessarily have to be the future. And I thought that was kind of cool.
0: I don't know. I thought I had a different opinion. You were annoyed I felt by it. like I was annoyed by it because I felt like I don't like feeling tricked, I guess, mm-hmm. as the reader. Or and I have the same issue when I'm watching shows. It's like you're steering me in this one direction. And I, I had the same experience with the movie that we were watching last night. And like a twist doesn't necessarily equal good storytelling. Just because yes. I couldn't see something coming, that doesn't mean, doesn't make it good.
1: And Absolutely. I kind of
0: felt like, I mean, you know, I still, obviously I love Karen Marie Moaning and I love this series and I love all of these characters. So any anytime I get to, to be in, in that world spending time with them is a happy p- place to be. Uh, but having that said, I just felt like, again, like so much of the effort to to kind of half develop all these stories that never ultimately go anywhere um, yeah. was a little bit of a letdown for me as the reader.
1: Um, I was just laughing because one of the chapters is called Fever Dream. I'm like, is that what this is? Are these snippets of fever dreams? And then is the entire fever series just a fever dream?
0: <laughs> well, at least it didn't end up all being a dream.
1: <laughs> it did it and i kept getting scared that it was going that route because there were these like hints that like maybe we're just in the dreaming like maybe well she even says happened. mac
0: even says that at the very end where she's like worried that this whole chain of events has been a dream that she's been stuck in that yeah. mazden is
1: created created Right? I uh, know. I was just like, oh, no, 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 no! Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I've stated from the from a pretty, like, what, like, three, four episodes back that that was something I was concerned about. Yeah. But I mean, it didn't look, happen.
0: Look, it yeah, was, was a satisfying <laughs> ending. You know, like, everybody, for the most part,
1: got their happily ever after. I guess except Christian. Wasn't happy, though? <sighs> I don't know. Like, that's how I was, like, I was thinking about that in the shower today. I was like, okay, so... You know, we went back to the roots of happy ever after of, like, paranormal romance. And, like, did they all get happy ever afters? I, I guess? I don't know. I mean, it
0: seems like it. We got, you know, Kat and Sean's figured out his... Or he hasn't figured anything out. Ray has come in and figured out his issues for him because we learned that... We learned that Ray is, in fact, Cruz's daughter, which, you know, mm-hmm. big surprise. We all knew that was coming. <laughs> and she has a, a power... Uh, for, from being like half she-seer, half unseely, that she's able to kind of sense out the dark magic and and reverse it, yeah, or get rid of it, yeah. And so, so she's able to kind of figure out what's inside of Sean that he's not able to control as as pestilence and sort of like neutralize that, so he's able to manage his power and and you know get to the point that christian has got to where he's able to kind of live a a normal i say in air quotes life um and so you know they get there kind of happily ever after you assume as this little family that's gonna raise ray up
1: um i didn't think they needed to give her a superpower like i thought it was just she gave him unconditional love and that you know in some ways healed him and helped him to see like light again and like see the good in him. Like they didn't have to make her magical, but
0: Yeah, I mean of course, my my initial thought when that happens is, oh, are we is she gonna get a spinoff? <laughs> are we gonna get a book yeah. later down the road that's Ray as an adult and what's what's going on with her? Um Who
1: knows? Yeah. Also, knows? um like Cruz can have kids, like no problem. Like I thought that was an issue for the Fae.
0: I mean, um, I think the idea is that it's an issue for the Sealy, but not the Unseely.
1: I suppose because he's got another daughter too. Like he's just yeah,
0: or he, it's just him because the Unseely King had perfected, you know, the recipe or whatever. Perhaps, um, but yeah, n- no real explanation when it comes to that. But yes, he's got Lyrica who, you know, we, we, we just briefly touched on her, but she's this weird character we meet who's like a genie in a bottle. Yeah. She's the librarian who's charged with <laughs> keeping record of the Unseelie King's library. We're- and then we we learn later in the story that she's actually Cruz's daughter along with the um, Summer Court princess. So she's half Seely, half Unseelie. And we get another half and half visual character much like we had danny and high voltage right. she was half I know. Hunter, um but she looks you know half of her body is unseelie princess and half of her body is is Seely. um and so because of this and the fact that she was she was birthed um because because uh Cruz was pretending to be the seelie prince blaine. blaine and so the And nobody and the court knew at that point that the unsealy had even even existed. And so when when Lyrica was born, of course, immediately the the summer princess knew what had happened and that she was half unsealy. And so she was kind of tucked away in this bottle
1: for centuries. And it like doesn't mean like when we say half, like it doesn't mean like she had a tan and dark hair. Like she was literally like there's like a line down the middle of her face. And like half is, like represents a sealy and half represents his unsealy. Like, I, I thought that was a little, um, I don't know, a little silly, but you know, I guess that's what you want to do. And Christian also, he became really obsessed with telling the readers over and over again how much he loves duality. Yes. So uh huh. I feel like I did. I really need to hear it that many times. Like, I also, like, uh- I feel like you have to say that
0: so many times because it, that was not established in prior books exactly you're trying to pound it in. into me like yeah. you know like seeds of this had been planted along the right. way you know? okay
1: yeah. and then um, there was the funniness of that like Lyrica Crusa had told her she couldn't show her like true form and so she could only present herself as Danny or Mac Chris being a weirdo wanting to, like, bother people as much as possible. Um, So there's just this, like, naked Danny and Mac flipping around everywhere, confusing everyone, making Christian crazy. So that was kind of funny.
0: Yeah. I I mean, look, I liked that story, and I totally agree with what you said, how it was uh, kind of a throwback to to Karen Marie Moning's Highlander series. And it was nice to get to see Christian having a moment. But I think it should have been... He should have just gotten his own book like Danny did with yes. High Voltage. And the whole book could have been about him meeting Lyrica. And, you know, there could have been elements of this plot in that in that story. Um, but overall, what I felt like was that he didn't get enough time to, you know, develop that storyline with Lyrica. Right. So it all felt really rushed. And I don't know when they fell in love and... Then she yeah. left at the end to go experience life. So he didn't really get a happily ever after. I, I guess we're just to assume she's going to come back at some come point.
1: Back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, I felt that was like um, the ultimate like nod to the fans. Um, Like even the character, like she's a librarian. She knows all their stories. She's been studying them from afar, but she's never been able to live amongst them and be mm-hmm. part of the story. And so now she is. And then she's also part of like the Christian McKelter's happy ending, which, you know, I know the fans were speaking out about, like, what about Christian? You know, you really did him dirty. So I thought it was kind of funny. I felt like she was playing with us. Like, she got, she let the fans be Lyrica and be Christian's happy ending in a way, which was clever, but I don't know if it was necessary.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, like, yeah, I was glad to see Christian get kind of his own storyline a little bit, but yeah. ultimately, I don't know it just wasn't as satisfying as it could have been if you would have had a whole book.
1: (laughs) Well, and I feel like Christian was like anchor of like normalcy in this book because everything was different and like there were different characters and characters that we knew were like being presented in a different way. So like Christian really was kind of like, like I said, I couldn't find my like ground. Like he was the only thing that somewhat grounded me a little bit through this book. It kind of kept me reading, honestly, because it got a little, a little muddy.
0: Yeah. Uh, So much of this book is about Mac trying to figure out how to be the queen or what that means or what that looks like for her life, um, while also discovering a lot of problems (laughs) along the way. Like, everything is a fire that needs to be put out all book long. And uh it's basically just mac running around to put every fire out as she encounters them right
1: well but- and she also she finds out that like she's not going to just be fae quickly like it's 5000 years she has to spend in fairy in order to become fae something crazy like that so she's like pissed at chris she's like ah you weren't totally up front um and we did kind of skip over the fact that she thinks Cruz is dead for a little bit. She does yeah. think he was the martyr he claimed to be, but we find out he's not dead, of course. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, and the Fae are mortal again, right? Yeah, so Max has been, she's locked herself away in this
0: chamber where time is passing more slowly. And and we kind of learned that in High Voltage when Danny and Ryden go, go to the bookstore that's been floated up in the sky. Um, so you know, at the beginning of the book, that's where she is, and Jericho is waiting for her, um, and she comes out, and I- I'm, like, super unclear about how much time has actually passed, and I guess she is, too. Like, get, like, years? It's been, like a thousand years? A thousand... hundred years? Yeah, but, like, two mortal years, or five mortal years? I don't know. Some amount of time has passed. I don't know mm-hmm. how long. So, she's, like, she's, she's, used that time to kind of go through the library of memory that the true magic had had imbued in her to try to kind of figure out how to use this power to lead the Fae. And we know from the last book that she was kind of driven into this chamber because she tried to go to the court and then they were all trying to kill her because you know they don't want um they want the true magic to to be with the fae like 100% fae no mortal no unseelie um mm. and so yeah so we learn about some of these characters we've got ixai i think yeah. is how to pronounce
1: it yeah it is it's in the glossary
0: yeah and she's the winter court princess. And right off the bat, we learn that the winter court is kind of like the rough and tumble court. She's nasty. (laughs) They're the ones that had opened up Illyrium, and they were, you know, fucking a bunch of shit up. Um, And then we've got uh, Azar, who's the autumn court prince. And I mean, we don't really learn much about these other people. We know that he was in a relationship with with Ixi at one point, or Ix as he calls her, uh, and yeah, <laughs> and then we have Severina, who's the Summer Court princess, who I guess is Lyrica's mom, or maybe Lyrica's mom was a prior Summer she's Court. She's not Lyrica. Princess. I, yeah, I had that same okay. thought, and
1: then I was like, no, 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 she's not. She's the new Incantation of you know of the Summer Princess. Sure. She wasn't Lyrica's mom because that was way, 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 way back. Gotcha. Lyrica's okay. super old. They yeah. make that clear yeah. too. <laughs>
0: Um, so, yeah, we learned that basically, since since Mac sang the song, the Fae are, are changing, and they have they're getting all of their memories and emotions back. Oh, and because uh, Cruz had stolen the cauldron of forgetting, he had Mazden steal that, so they're unable to drink that to kind of forget and and get their reset that they like to do when things are getting sticky <laughs> and so they're they're having all these memories and emotions are coming back and and what we learn is this is leading to them becoming mortal which I guess they had been at some point in the past
1: yeah yeah and so they, they're they all drank from the elixir of life and they lost their souls but they became immortal so now they're mortal they don't I don't think they have souls I'm not sure like I don't know if you get it back when you become mortal but I just like like I mean, I I
0: felt like they did because I felt like soul or emotion were kind of being used interchangeably.
1: I don't know. I just love that they get their memories back. And so they just start tearing the shit out of each other because they're pissed because they realize, like, how many shitty things they've done to each other, like, over the centuries. (laughs) I was like, you're how old? And, like, the minute you get your memories back, you immediately just start, like, ripping into each other. Like, yeah, they they become
0: animals. They do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're actually, like, Yeah.
0: And the court is a little bit better because I guess the the princes and princesses are more powerful, so they don't devolve into that crazy business as quickly. But yeah, they've all lost control of their court and all of the Fae have have become animals that are just tearing into themselves and, and warring with each other. And so they've had to all kind of protect their castles in the land of Fae that they reside in. And, um, are wanting to get the true magic back from Mac so that they can restore order to the Fae because they don't trust Mac to be able to do that or that she's going to care enough to do that because she's a she-seer that's all of a sudden become the Fae Queen and her loyalties are torn, you know, she's, she's advocating more for the humans and less for the Fae and so they don't trust her
1: which makes sense like I don't blame them
0: yeah I had a really hard time feeling invested in their journeys
1: though yeah because it was just thrown on us like they hadn't really been a part of it and the little bit that we got of Ixi was not friendly or you know someone that you really cared about or wanted around and then suddenly we're supposed to have compassion for their struggle I'm like um
0: well yeah and it's the same thing I was I was talking about earlier you know as the reader the Fae have been like enemy number one Through this whole series. And now all of a sudden, we're supposed to care. Like, they're supposed to become these sympathetic characters that we care about. I just didn't think that one book was enough time to allow Mm -hmm. myself to switch gears on that. I don't know these characters. They don't mean anything to me. Um, You know, I guess I'm glad that they got it figured out in the end. and, And Mac was able to... You know, restore restore a sense of order. I mean, I think you know the journey of the Fey in this book was about kind of coming to terms with the fact that they do want some of that emotion. They they want to retain that, um, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like Ixi and what's his name, Azar, Az- Azar, they they want their love story back because you do find out a little bit more about how Ixi came became the way she is. Um, and like, she got wronged by her lover and Severina and she was tortured for years and years and years and years. And it broke her. And she kind of came back as like a beast. Um, and so I think that, that they have these memories of this love now and they're like, Oh, what's that all about? Like, I, you know, I don't necessarily want to give that up. So I think that's hinted. Yeah.
0: Well, and I have a, a passage that I highlighted from, from Azar. Um, and it, it takes place toward the end of the book when they're, when they're basically trying to figure out what future they truly want for the Fae. And he says, I rage at the loss of my immortality, but I know the price I paid to gain it. We lost emotion in such slow degrees that we scarcely felt what we were losing. Bit by bit, we numbed, grew more hollow, incapable of being filled. I want two things of life, however much that remains to me. To feel all emotions again, not merely the shallow impressions we manage to achieve, thorough, increasingly convoluted mechanations, genuine emotion, no matter no matter how torturous or seemingly unbearable.
1: Yeah. And
0: that's, that's very human to me. It's human,
1: exactly. I'm like I feel like that's what we all deal with as we get older. Like, you know, you start to mute things and you don't feel them as deeply. And yeah, you just get this like like I don't know. I feel like I personally get these like tinges of like what used to be like a really deep emotion and you look on it like nostalgically but like it doesn't quite have the same impact. And that's just me. I'm getting a little cold at my old age. But.
0: I don't know if it's cold or if it's just maturing because yeah. certainly I had, I felt everything so much more deeply when really I was intensely. younger that like didn't yeah didn't warrant that level of care
1: <laughs> oh my gosh right like I look back on stuff and I remember being so pissed at people about stuff I'm like why was I mad? like <laughs> I'm not really sure like I know what happened but I don't have that same emotional reaction to it now that I did you know well and I think ago. that's a that's a really like kind of beautiful
0: metaphor for what is going on with the court because yeah. it's like all of, it's all of a sudden like these ancient beings that are imbued with the adolescent emotions Hormons. of a human being <laughs> and so <laughs> they don't know how to deal with that but everything is like yeah. to the nth degree cuz they're fae and it's magic and so it's right so they're
1: mad so you know i'm mad at sally and suddenly like she's inside out and like i'm feasting on her heart like you know it's just a different level of anger (laughs)
0: right and that's sort of what he's saying at the end here he's like you know i want to have i want to have that emotion back and i want to know how to handle that um even though it seems unbearable i don't know that's and that's what they got at the end they got to keep they got because there's a difference between the elixir of life, uh, from the seely and from the unsealy. The unsealy king had figured out a way to perfect the elixir so that you can drink it and get immortality, but you don't lose your soul or your emotions. And so Which is that's so what Mac. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Mac that, ends up giving them.
1: Wasn't that what the concubine wanted all along? Like wouldn't she? Well, yeah, okay I mean okay I think that? that's
0: why he figured out how to make it, but then Oh yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know why she just didn't get that then. Because maybe yeah. by the time he had figured out how to make that, she was already, he already thought she was dead? I don't know.
1: Maybe. that's. I mean, I don't know. Like, that's kind of the theme of this book. Like, the timeline is really confusing. Characters are just introduced and you're not sure, like, how they impact the story that you know. Like, even now, as we're talking about it, we're not going down a, like... Like, a linear path is just kind of, ooh. <laughs>
0: yeah, I figured, like, for this one, I just sort of wanted to talk about what came up, and I don't necessarily want to go through yeah. the plot because it's all over the board anyway. Like It so.
1: is. Like, there there wouldn't be a linear path if we try to stick with the plot. So, I mean, there is, like, there are big, like, key things that happen. So, Mac is in her, like, study of the centuries, and Barron's <laughs> is just like, you gotta come out. So, she's like, oh, shit, something's going on. Um, And it turns out her mom is missing. But then it turns out her mom wasn't missing. Her mom is she just accidentally steered
0: into an IFP. Yeah,
1: but Jack Lane is missing.
0: And so is Danny,
1: And they have been taken. Which we
0: think are connected. But
1: they're not. But they're not. (laughs) And that's where we get our other book in the series. And that's the story of Danny, And she was taken by the Hunters and Shazam. And then Jack was taken by Ixai and tortured. And yeah. Poisoned. yeah, Jacqueline Jack gets poisoned and Jacqueline ultimately dies. No, he doesn't. he doesn't. Doesn't he? No, <laughs> he's oh, going fuck.
0: to, but then Ray heals him. So he
1: comes back. up <laughs> <laughs> so That's my problem with this book. I couldn't even keep it all in my head. So I feel like Jacqueline should have died because that yeah. would have been a beautiful, like, that would have been like embracing like humanity like that's mm-hmm. what this life is about right
0: yep. yes and i think yeah. that would have been just like giving mac a little taste of what's to come for her because now that yeah. she is immortal she's going to be watching her all of well i mean really it's just her mom and and dad at this point that, those mm-hmm. are the only humans that she's still you know has she relationships. Have, Does she even have relationships with them like she hasn't even seen her parents in what like five years at this point
1: five or 500 depending on you know which realm you're going by
0: right anyway yeah i agree yeah i thought it was a little bit of a cheat at the very end to have him be like oh he's healed and it's like oh yes because ray like was (laughs) able to neutralize the the poison since it was the dark magic or whatever and that's her speciality
1: so that is like the only thing in this book that actually speaks to it being a paranormal romance is it does get the everyone gets their hea like including jack lang gets a kind of an hea but like yeah other than that like this was actually i felt like this book cemented this is not a paranormal romance yeah we don't get any sex and i'm i felt
0: really cheated by this because even with you know you're like oh christian's finally met somebody and you think they're gonna get to it and he even says you know once he realizes that he loves lyrica And, you know, he has to go rescue her from the Unseelie prison where ultimately Cruz takes her because he's done with her, (laughs) which is always where he was going to take her, but made her think he was going to free her to live this life that she had never been able to live. But he says, after slow, tender lovemaking, we'll get down to hot and dirty fucking as I work devotedly to bring to life every fantasy she's ever had. (laughs) <laughs> well okay then like can we get some more can we about get that, that?
1: <laughs> right no. because poor christian like for the last like this whole series like he just wants to get laid and he can't because he keeps killing women so he finally finally gets that under control can finally have some hot sex and like we don't even get it like
0: no and yeah. we even know later that they did have sex because they come and max like oh yes yeah, they've but... consummated or whatever no, 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 like I, we it. didn't get to see it <laughs> And even with Mac and Barons, you know, she takes him to her like dirty sex dungeon at the end that she's put in right. the basement of Barons' books and baubles. We don't get a sex scene there either. We just yeah. get a cut to the cut to the aftermath. Cut to that the was a little talk.
1: weird too. That was a little <laughs> like, let's oh, borrow from Fifty Shades. I know sex dungeons are all the rage right now, so we'll throw that in there. We won't actually go in there because that's not my style. But hey, you know, yeah. Yeah, is there, no sex. And not no. even really much love. Like, I mean, I guess Barron's, like, speaks to his love for Mac a little bit. And Cruz definitely has some kind of obsessions going. But, like, yeah, nothing that really says paranormal romance to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I read the note at the end of the book from Karen Marie Moaning, where she was kind of talking about her, like, the issues that she's had with the carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in it, she had, she had, which I like I thought that was really interesting and kind of heartbreaking um and you know like good on her that she was able to overcome that and kind of get back to writing because wow like what a horrible thing to have to live through and think that you're never going to be able to go back to doing what you love and you know what you identify as a writer a storyteller Mm -hmm. um but she did mention like that there was a point in time where she thought that like the fever series was going to have to go unfinished and I was thinking I don't like I don't I think what it would have felt it.
1: that way <laughs> yeah no like I still stand by like I loved the ending scene of like whatever Paper book song. that one. yeah like with the golden arrows and like it felt so like complete and magical and like I loved it and like I think she could have just she it would have been okay
0: yeah I mean for her I think like for the author she really wanted to explore what living life as the queen of the fairies was going to mean for Mac and what that was going to look like and so I I understand like from her point of view as the storyteller she wasn't done with that series yet but just you know personally as the reader I don't know that this book added a whole lot I would have been satisfied with Mac and Baron's ending that they got in Fever Song
1: yeah and like there was something big that happened in this book, but it was like a whisper. Like it didn't even feel big, but it was big because like my boy that I love, I should have I should have expected it because I always liked the king. He became the unsealing king, uh-huh, freaking yeah. right? And is the king, and like I like looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, uh, it was really obvious because like she spoke so often about how like he many 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 times in history was a king. Like that's kind of his role. That's where he really like you know excels so and like, he
0: wants that power and responsibility that. the responsibility yeah. more he so thrives than on
1: it and then like yeah and then danny you've got someone that's always looking out for her community and the people like so it does make perfect sense um she's not the unseely queen though but like you know the fact that like she's, she's a partner. hunter yeah yeah so gone. they are they've got of
0: all of the like red threads that we talked about they before do. where you know they made a big point of saying that she's not going to be she's not going to be ready for that for quite some time but
1: <laughs> yeah but like yeah ultimately like yeah it's the king riding his hunter <laughs> riding <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I mean I guess uh, I liked it maybe I didn't in my brain it makes sense and it feels right but in my heart and my gut I'm like huh you know,
0: <laughs> well, that whole storyline with Danny and and Shazam and the so Hunters weird. felt felt very uh, not fleshed out to me because right. it all seemed like a huge waste of time. So you know, they're on trial, or Shazam's on trial up in space where nobody can really. get to them. But yeah, but it and you know, like the whole thing is that Riot and has to like figure out how to get the unseelie king's power because that's the only way he's going to be able to get to space without dying right and then it ends up he like rides in to save the day and and collect his boon from the hunters that the they owed the unseelie king for some favor that he did for them way back when which we don't know anything about because we're not we don't told to. about it there's
1: lots we don't need to know
0: and they're like oh never mind we were never going to kill either of them anyway yeah. this was just
1: a test for danny Right? It was really just a rite of passage so Danny could become, like, you know, transition to a hunter on her own. And also, and like, also maybe to realized, get Ryan to be the king. I don't yeah, know. and
0: also to realize that she was being selfish in asking uh, Yuril to break the rules for her and to keep um, allowing her to transition into a human before she should have been able to so that she could spend time with Raiden. And so that was a way for her to realize that, like, sometimes there are consequences for your actions. But yeah. you know they didn't didn't really tell her that until after she had passed the test anyway. Right. So it I was, don't know.
1: It was like just a big old teaching moment for Dan, and she didn't need that. Like honestly,
0: really. that kid's been through enough, and then you're yeah. gonna put her in a cage again and take her away from everything and everyone she loves. And
1: yeah, God, I just and, like,
0: yeah, like she didn't leave her alone. Like, you gave her her happy her. ending last book, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, like, be happy.
1: You have like Shazam like having like a breakdown and like Danny feels like it's responsible for, you know, Shazam being killed ultimately, but like that doesn't happen. Yeah, it was just like why is this here? It just felt like a waste of time. (laughs) But anyways, Um, yeah, Ryden's Uncealy King. I was satisfied with that.
0: Yeah. I was I was satisfied with that. I mean, I think, you know, he he's gonna make the best on Sealy King.
1: He's always been my king. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and i like how baron was like yeah you know i'd have done it like i wanted the power but it was but be- it's better this way because i don't want the responsibility
1: <laughs> i really just want mac like that becomes yeah. very clear like that it's mac and baron's forever and ever however whatever form they're in however it's gonna go they're gonna be together oh that, that was nice yeah yeah and, and I, did I liked
0: I liked it at the end when um you know barons is is pretending to be Masden because they've struck this alliance right. with one another to to overthrow Cruz um that Barron says, Did you really think there was any version of me that yeah. you could create in any reality in any universe that would not first, foremost, and forever be loyal to Michaela Lane?:
1: Yeah, no, I Aww. love that Behrens. as well. And that whole, that whole scene was great. Basically like Cruz basically takes Mac away and he's like, Hey, you're going to be my lover. Like get used to it. Right. And like Mazden's here he's going to take you into the dreaming. He's going to like manipulate you and you're going to love me and we're going to live happily ever after. And so he thinks he's finally done it. Like he thinks he's, you know, succeeded. And then it turns out Barron's is actually like Mazden. Because Masen looks just like Barons, and then he finally gets Cruz. Finally, I love yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Although I have to say that that also felt rushed. I do feel like Karen Marie Moaning has a bad habit of killing off the big bad in, in kind of an anti-climax.
1: Yeah. It was way. like, oh,
0: okay, that's it. All right. Well, like same then. thing with Horfrost King. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with uh, uh who else I might think Derek oh yeah Uh, it's just it's a lot of build-up for something that ends up being like oh well you were quite easy to (laughs) take off the playing board as it as it it seems um but yeah I did like that again I just there was so many different directions this book was going I think that any one plot just could have been better had it been more fleshed out and that being right. one of them like this book needed to pick a lane it needed to either be about mac coming into her fey power and then Cruz trying to, to thwart that or you know overtake control of the whole fey universe or it needed to be about christian and his redemption and finding love and i guess cat and sean and ray could have been a part of that story because they're all sort of connected or it should have been about you know danny and Nah. i shouldn't have even been there
1: there wasn't enough story (laughs) there honestly
0: part of this book i mean not to say that they shouldn't have been in it because yes like i would have missed danny and riot and had they not been in the book at all um but yeah i just i don't know it's uh, i I guess i didn't like it uh again like i always like spending time with these characters and and in this this universe because i just love them all but again, I didn't need to meet a bunch of new people and right. tr- have to to care about them.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> and we spent a lot of time in this book listening to like Ixai and Azriel and Severina. And yeah, and I was just like, I don't really care. And sadly, like, I didn't really care. Like, and I like Kat, but like I just wasn't invested in that either. Like Ray and Sean and Kat. Like that I feel like that's always felt forced on us. Like I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I still recognize, like, Karen Marie Moaning's talent, and I still, like you said, love these characters. I love this world, but did this book need to happen? I'm not sure. And was it a successful book? I'm also not sure.
0: Yeah, I didn't even look up reviews. I dropped the ball on that, Uh, so I don't know if it was uh, well-reviewed or... Um, it was a
1: mix. Like, I think that there's just two type of like types of readers. Like there's the people that will be loyal no matter what. So they're going to give this book a good review, no matter what, because they love these characters. They love Karen Marie Moaning. They've always got her back. Right. And I appreciate that. And there's a part of me that's like that. Oh yeah. But then there's a part of me that's also like, there are also readers that are like, Oh God, I really want to give this much more stars, but this just wasn't the fever that I know. Um, so yeah, nobody was straight out like this sucks. Like it seems like a lot of the reviews were people that were really invested in this world because like if you're reading well, Book Eleven, yeah, you're invested, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and was, like I, people yeah. being like, "Oh, I, I feel so bad, but I'm gonna have to give this like two stars. I'm gonna have to give this three stars, you know." So it was yeah, like, I mean, me.
0: look, I can complain all I want. I still liked it. Like I still. Yeah. Um, wanted to be there and wanted to be with there's never if no matter how many fever books came out I would buy them and read them The right. same I just I love these characters and I love this world and I can't imagine not checking in on them if it's an option to if that makes sense absolutely um, but yeah I mean there's certainly books that I like more than other books and and this one like I, I there were things to like I just wish that it had had a little bit more focus that's mm-hmm. all yeah and honestly i do wish that the riot and no not riot and but the Danny stuff hadn't been there because i just didn't think it was i thought they could have figured out another way to get riot in the the unseelie king's power yeah. without having that storyline i, I just, was gonna say i think that whole story think. was
1: just to be a catalyst to make riot and like get focused and be like i want to be the unseelie king like there's no doubt about it this is my path this is who i'm going to become Right. Well,
0: I mean, because it was going to go to Christian.
1: Yeah, there like, was like pretty, that. Flirt.
0: Yeah, because he, I guess he like hadn't fully come into his power, and this was something that Lyrica had whispered to him before she had to like respond oh, to that. to Cruz. And it's this this the Sith that Death gets. He truly was Death
1: to yeah. everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so he just needed to get that weapon. Uh, like, get possession of it in order to, like, fully come into his power. And once he did that, he was the most powerful Fae of all, because he could bring death to them.
1: Right, he could kill Cruz. He could kill Fae. Yeah. And, and so once he got span. that,
0: the Unseelie King's power was, like, whoo, like, floating down like a cloud, And he's like, no! I don't want you! <laughs> I cast <Yeah>. thee out! <laughs> right and so he's like oh yeah that's what you got to do you just got to be firm with the cloud of power that's checking in on you and saying no sir yeah. <laughs> not today
1: you, i was i almost kind of wish that like Cameron Moning's like hey it's been a really long time since i've written a highlander book why don't we throw this in and like she did a christian and lyrica highlander book i think that would have been awesome and there was even like hints in there they're talking about maybe giving um Dagus's wife like oh right the, uh, so like there was the more like the culture the building unsealy. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah.
1: and so I think I mean I think that could have been successful um but then you also do you have readers that are like 100% Highlander readers and 100% Fever readers like maybe that would have been successful <laughs> and the, tw- the two shall not right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I keep thinking of that woman that wrote that review it was like Camry Moni you need to know your fan base yeah. you've done wrong you know <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's,
0: which it's, is so weird because there are so many themes that correspond like i yeah. don't uh, there's still Faye in the highlander books and there's magic like, and there's uh, i don't know
1: i mean i think the fever is a little darker it's a little more gritty um i think the highlander books like the heroines are all pretty one note i hate to say that but they kind of are
0: yeah um, i mean they're all like virgins who end up pregnant, pregnant. At the end of the and there's book, a formula for the yeah
1: i know so I, I guess, yeah, that.
0: I mean, Mac is definitely a different sort of heroine. She than, is. Yeah, sure. so that's, that's fair if you're not into... I mean, really, I guess the difference is that the Highlander books are more from the Highlander's perspective. It's like their journey and the women are there to kind of like facilitate that journey that they're having. Where Fever, mm-hmm. the journey is Max. And she's the one that we're yeah. more invested in following, I don't know.
1: I know, I was trying to remember how the Highlander books are written, like, whose perspective, because it has been so long since I've read them. I think they're third person. I think they're third person as well. I'm the weirdo that I love the first one. Like, that's the only one that I've reread. And I know everybody mm-hmm. loves, like, when they get into Degas and, like, and I love that too. I the don't even and remember Adam what, Black.
0: what story was the first one. The first one. one
1: is Hawk. And, like, he ends up married to this, like, I don't remember her name, which I should
0: it's like Jennifer or something.
1: I don't Jenny. <laughs> I, don't I know, know there's a Jesse, but his I remember Jessie.
0: Hawk, but I don't remember is his deal. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I know. I liked I liked that story a lot. That was the only one that I read twice. And then the second one was like a one-off, and then we get into the Kelters after that and Adam yeah, Black. see, then... I
0: liked the Adam Black one was actually my favorite, and then yeah, I liked the um Dagus's second best and then drewston right? Yeah, because yeah, well, I think, is the one that's like,
1: possessed by the... Yeah, those yeah. Adam Black and Dagus are much more fever-esque yeah, than there the you rest go. of them. So <laughs> it makes sense that those are the... T- like. And I like reading them. I'm like, oh, these are more my thing. But I just had the soft spot for that first one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember liking them all. Uh, the only one that mm-hmm. I didn't like so much, I think, was the last one, which was about the, Kilter, too, the the one where he was stuck in the silver. Yeah. And it was still good. Like I still was entertained by it. It just was probably my least favorite of the
1: I don't think flesh. I don't remember it being as long and as it's fleshed out. I think it was more of like a novella, right?
0: Probably. I don't know.
1: I don't remember. Yeah. It
0: was Anyways. hard cuz I had those like all in one file on my Kindle. Oh. <laughs> so it was like person when you're trying to go by the percentage of the book you read like I all hate the that so I'm
1: like I have no idea how much right percentage. I love like that it's a deal and you can get a whole bunch of books in one bundle but I hate it because I don't have any like too much like this book I need some grounding I need to know when the end is coming mm-hmm. and like you don't know it when you get those like big bundles because you have no idea like yeah I mean I guess you do for the which. last one for the but... very last one yeah but yes yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't like that for some reason I'm like it shouldn't matter like I'm gonna read them all anyways but it does bother me
0: well I don't even like what else do we have to say about this book I, this is
1: probably the least we've ever had to say
0: I know I feel I don't probably because it wasn't very fleshed out I don't know it was
1: long though like
0: <laughs> yeah it, <just laughs> took, it took me quite a while to get through it um, yeah and, you know, part of that was that I, I was, I have had, I've been busy. <laughs> I've been busy and then tired. So when I go to read, I not out like a narcoleptic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, one thing I thought was interesting um, was they go to this place called the Sacred Grove of Creation, oh, and yeah, that's that was- where they all meet for like their summit meeting because no one can be killed there. And they've got, I just thought it was funny because they have all of these foods, like this big feast has been prepared and Barons is like don't eat anything right. and then she Max like just lusting after this cake with this chocolate cake with pink icing and she's yeah. tuning out uh the fae court who have all sort of devolved into this hissy fit because she tells them at this point that Cruz is alive and kind of what he's been getting up to and you know of course they've got no handle on their emotions so they're losing it and she's just zoning out on this cake and imagining eating it and then she kind of looks over at Barron's and he's like I will smash that cake
1: too <laughs> right I will <laughs> throw that one up as well so so then she sifts
0: it to the other end of the table so that it will be yeah. a distraction
1: well this book needed those like light-hearted moments because it was just it was a lot of like details about people we didn't care about that much
0: <laughs> yeah and then where were the other nine
1: yeah, they're just guys. gone. Like, we didn't talk about them at all. Like, this was, like, Mac and, not Mac, I mean, there wasn't the time to. Yeah.
0: But I would have, I guess that's my point, is that instead of introducing all of these new characters in the last book that we've never met before and we'll never meet again, um, why don't we just spend time, like, full, more fully developing stories of the characters that we've already been introduced to and maybe, like, want to learn more about? Yeah. Like Castio. <laughs> would be
1: it so you really
0: want I I really want to learn more about Castio I do <laughs> I, I feel so bad for the poor guy like what about his happily ever after is he ever going mean, to talk again one he I lost
1: know. his love That's I think that is Castio's story he's sad and
0: I mean know, sorry Sean but I wanted I wanted Castio and Kat to end up together <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted him to help her come into her empath and she seer powers and i wanted her to nurse his heartbreak back and get him to talk again and you know she could have gotten pregnant with his baby like sean had had suspected that's what i wanted out of that part of the story
1: (laughs) one a nine baby though like is that like i don't know how that works yeah are they human until they die and then they become beastie Mm, That's a good yeah see so So much to explore there I mean, we still never really know how the Nine became the Nine. I know. We, we could have gotten this. more of that in that story, yeah. too. And then there's like some mysterious like tribunal or yes. something. Yeah. What's with
0: that? All things. Yeah. Like, maybe I would have rather spent time on than having to care about characters I've never met. But
1: before. does none of that signify now because Riotin is the unsealed king?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. How does that change his, his beast? powers
1: i don't know and then he's then never was, gonna like, die again
0: i guess no maybe he just well, will never have to die and come back he's just he's, he still gets to transform into a beast but or maybe he doesn't have to because
1: he doesn't really like to anyways can like, he be whatever Baron he wants said. to he's the Unsealy king yeah like, i don't i guess so i don't know and then they did like there was like kind of hints in the last book about like the Unsealy king wasn't ever really seelie or fae like he was something else entirely, he was something else, yeah. which that needed to be explored. Like, what is he? Like, also,
0: we never got Danny's reaction, but I feel like she's going to be super annoyed
1: that Ryan gets
0: to be the MC leaking because no matter what, that
1: fucker's better. Sir, he's always going to be more powerful. Yeah, I love that though because and because we know the characters, we know that's going to be her reaction, and that's that's really fun. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. a good time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just would have liked to, like, we didn't get any of them together. Well, they were in bed and she was naked and then she disappeared when the hunters took her. And that's like the Again, most. We just missed that sex. Yeah, like, we just, didn't get just sex. missed it all. We just got naked Danny, like, in a cage in space.
0: And I guess we almost got sex between Lyrica when she was a Mac lookalike and Christian oh, yeah. when she just, like, climbs right. on him in bed and he thinks he's dreaming. That was like yeah. as close to a sex scene as we got in the whole
1: story. That was funny. She's like, you don't want to give me sex? Isn't that how you work? Look, I'm hot. You have a dick. Why? It's standing. Give you know me the who, sex. You
0: know who she reminded me of? Uh, did you ever watch New Girl? Oh, yeah. She reminded me of the yes. Russian the Russian model that lived with um, her friend.
1: I don't, oh, okay. I don't know if I watched it enough. Oh, okay. But, yeah.
0: Well, it was very, like, same thing. She was very,
1: like... Don't give me the sex. Yeah,
0: give me the sex. <laughs> like, you're a funny little mess. Because she, she went on a couple dates with Schmidt before he got together with... I can't even remember her name. Jess's friend that he ended up getting together with. Whatever her name was. <laughs>
1: I only watched like one season of it, so I don't know. No,
0: I just just watched the whole rewatched the whole series, like when quarantine first started. Because I had stopped Uh, watching it. Um and you know, for good reason when I got to that place again in the series, I was like, Yeah, I remember why I quit watching it. (laughs) But I went all the way through to finish it out that time. Um, Um but anyways, yeah, she's just very I guess like the stereotypical Russian type personality of
1: like yeah, not mincing words
0: and all business. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. how I kind of pictured her. Um, I mean, I think that's
1: how you would be if you were just all books and no like experience. Be like, all right, I've read a book. I a textbook. Penis is up. I'm attractive.
0: <laughs> Let's get we to have it. the sex.
1: Like that's how it works.
0: <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? You're going to deny me? Like, why I would that? What?
1: Like, I don't understand why that would be a motivation because like, she wouldn't understand like, you know, yeah. love or like, you know, motivations like that, like that certain something.
0: Or the fact that she looked like Mac and that might be like, yeah, off-putting. a problem
1: <laughs> or Danny. I mean, <laughs> at least the one that we're, like redeeming quality is we do get non-creepy Christian. Like finally the creep is gone. He even acknowledges like, wow I was in a real creep phase there. So glad that I got through that. So, I mean, that was that was nice. <laughs> yeah. And for sure. I do like that. We ended that Cruz was a bad guy because like, yes. we were starting to be this weird, like apologist thing for him that I really wasn't feeling. I spoke to that. Um, So I am happy that we got really clear black and white on his character at the end.
0: Absolutely. I mean, there was that whole part where um he's having this delusion that the reason that Mac didn't tell Barons about their love making aka when he raped her was because she was harboring these like secret feelings, feelings for him that she didn't want Barons to know about. She wanted to like keep that for
1: herself. Yeah, her little secret that she would like, you know, think about and yeah. long for him. And like, no, come on. Come on, Chris. It's always been Barons. We all know it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see. I thought I thought that it would have been an interesting um, story to do the whole unmaking of Mac's memories, where we're kind of revisiting uh, Mm -hmm. points in the past, but at the same time, they were really like hard to read because it's like, no, right? (laughs) This (laughs) is how this goes. Yeah.
1: Well, there was that one one where like they're in like a castle, and like Cruz and Mac are together, and Alina's back, and Derek is there. And they're all, like, they've destroyed humanity, right? Like, it's just all about the Fae. And, like, oh, God, it it hurt. Like, it felt so wrong reading it. But And then I think I did, I actually reached out to you in the beginning. I was like, this book's a little different. I don't know about it. But I think maybe it looks like, you know, Mac and and Barons are going to have to fight their way back to each other. And I liked that. And I think that could have been a good opportunity. But it didn't happen. They were, you know, they were solid. They were Mac and Barons.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm okay with that, too. I mean, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it could have been an interesting story, like, er, before Fever Song, <laughs> before we had gotten that conclusion. But in, in terms of where we left off with them, I think it would have been doing their characters a disservice to kind of unmake that. And that's that's part of the reason I had an issue with Danny's storyline. Because I feel like she got this really lovely ending in High Voltage, and then it was kind of trying to take that away or, or unmake that or stir that up for her again and and I yeah. was happy with the ending that she had gotten and
1: just read like leave poor Danny alone <laughs> right I mean ultimately that is still the ending she got because really like you said there was like no point of it like it was just like stirring up her poor trauma response yeah like they put her in a cage was a cheap again shot. yeah I know that was so sad too because it's like totally dark but she mentions like you know once you've been in a cage you immediately know that you're in a cage whether you can see it or not um and like that was really sad like just to put her back in a cage and then put Shazam who's actually you real who became this like healing mother figure for her also in a cage and in danger It's like yeah you're right that's dirty and to
0: put that like responsibility on her offer. that like she has to figure out how to save Shazam now yeah and that kind of feeling of, of being powerless because she can't.
1: Right. And then the feeling that like, it was her fault because she really wanted, you know, to be able to go see Riot in. And so they had to break some rules and she wanted to be able to send Riot in a message. So he knew that, you know, she was okay. And like, that's what they, they said that, you know, you or Shazam was there because of those rules being broken. And now like their life is on the line. And like, that's, you're right that's dirty like
0: any kind of happiness like you know all she was looking for was like some small bit of happiness after this horrid life that she's had and now you're like turning around and punishing her for that whether it was a lesson or not like it's still that's still a trauma that she went through that she's probably gonna have effects from (laughs) moving forward you know realistically she would um so yeah, well,
1: ultimately just, she gets her happy ending.
0: <laughs> yeah, she does. She does. And you know, and I, I mean, I guess you said, do they? But I kind of feel like everybody did.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently I forgot that Jacqueline doesn't yeah. die.
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I guess Cruz didn't.
1: Uh, yeah, Cruz didn't need a happy ending. <laughs> no. Yeah, enough. I'm glad he. Yeah.
0: I ju- I just wish that he had gotten a little bit more of a dramatic send off.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: It, like I was glad that Barons ended up being the one to kill him because that was like a long time coming. I just right. feel like it again it could have been developed that storyline could have been developed more, so it really like packed a punch when it happened, yeah, I yeah. did think that that whole part of the story was um pretty cool that uh, I mean, I guess because of Mac, they don't really go into it, but Cruz had made a. Uh, a realm for the all of the unseelie that he had created kind of under the king's castle and he had made it to look just like dublin so it's like yeah. this huge underground unseelie dublin city and my takeaway was that he did it because of how much mac loved the city and so it was just another way to kind of try to woo her yeah that's the impression i got anyway i don't know if he came out and said that's why he did it that way
1: i don't know but that's definitely the impression i got as well like i I mean i like it becomes really clear in this that like Cruz is obsessed with mac and like having mac um, like i said maybe baron's i don't know um so yeah i'm sure that he did that for her but and i did think it
0: was interesting at the end of the story so you know now everything's been restored everybody drank from the cauldron of forgetting except for the unseelie because they're only four years old anyway.
1: right they're not that old they don't have any problems yet but everybody
0: got a reboot and then mac takes the cauldron away and she's gonna destroy it so that moving forward everybody has to kind of live with the mistakes that they've made and they've now all drank the elixir that the unseelie king had created so that they've got their immortality back however their emotions will stay intact and soul question mark i don't know can that come it's back
1: all really vague i don't know either
0: but you know she set up this new world where the seelie and the unseelie are now co-exist. trying to coexist um, which I think is a kind of a beautiful ending. I just don't really care about that because I don't really feel that invested in the, the Seely and Unseely thriving, with the exception of Christian.
1: <laughs> True.
0: Um, because they've always been the, the bad guy. So, Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I guess mean, I do like that the unsealy are kind of recreated to not necessarily be bad. They just are what they are, and, you know, they're better versions, I think, is kind of what Chris implies. I don't know if I trust like trust his judgment, but... It feels like a fresh beginning for them, which is nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they even get there happily ever after. And that that's yeah. kind of like the parting scene we get, isn't it? Between, um, it's, uh, what you call it? Now I forget how to say it again. Ixai and, and Azar and Severina are all kind of meeting for the first time. And you get this kind of, will oh, yeah. they, won't they, between Azar and, and Ixai, where they're they're right. seeing that. In, in each other that love um right so you're kind well, of no, assuming it's like, that this is going to be rekindled
1: yeah it's like this really sweet like severina introduces azar to ixai and he's like taken by her and you know they're left together And you know you can guess that they'll find love which i don't know man that's a real like sweet little bow to wrap up a pretty dark series so <laughs> but you know i'll take it why not yeah, I mean, look,
0: everybody loves a happily ever after.
1: Yeah, I, still <laughs> I guess think that is why died, though.
0: Yeah, sorry, Jack <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think that that, um, I think that Mac had already kind of de- dealt with that in this book, it, yeah. and then it sort of got reversed at the last minute. Um, yeah, but whatever. I mean, you know, I'm. I guess I'm. I'm happy for Mac's Mom's sake that. She doesn't right. have to be without her husband. Like she gets a happily ever after.
1: Yeah, and like considering the last year and a half that we've all lived through, I'll go ahead and be grateful that like the old guy pulls through. <laughs> Let's take it, <laughs> you know. So we Agreed. all need a really like great sound tax attorney. <laughs>
0: Especially in these trying times. The it's walls are time. still down. She does yes. never figure out how to sing the walls back. And I guess the oh, idea is maybe they don't need to now. Because everybody's happy. Should, yeah. We'll see how long that lasts for.
1: I know, right? I know. it's so That was so weird because like such a big part of the series was the walls coming down. And then that focus of like, we need to get the walls back up. And then like, you know, 11 books later, huh? Ah, not so concerned about the wall anymore oh and let us not forget that
0: i made a big point at the end of the last episode of reading that like according to riotin the next book is going to be about this big war between the fey and the old gods oh, and what the, gods to the gods and the humans are really gonna have to like bind together to yeah. have any chance we didn't meet a single god where JK. Where's Oz? like we yeah. didn't meet and the gods are, I guess they're still around but they did not make an appearance in this book yeah. whatsoever. well you
1: know it doesn't really matter right king so whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, nice. he'll, he'll quash
0: it if the yeah. gods do come back he'll he'll sort it out I don't yeah. worry about that um yeah but man, there's I... this like you know Oz the trickster character Danny still owes him a wish or whatever a favor everybody's got boons Everybody Everyone's owes somebody yeah. a boon. So
1: that's not the way of life. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's yeah. the real. There's really is never a happily ever after. There's always some other cl- calamity that's coming. That's down coming. The line. Exactly. I guess that's why we escape to fiction because we can pretend that everybody does get a happily ever after with a bow tied around
1: it. And yeah. Well, and the characters go through stuff that's a lot more like crazy than what we go through. So, the- <laughs> and then they come out okay. So, hey, we're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's it, guys. That's it. Eleven books. We did of Fever. it. The series is is now complete, um, and so is season one of the sexy scary book club.
1: And is this still one of your favorite series? Now that we're eleven books, and yes. completed. Yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm.
0: so. I mean, look, it's, it's a, <clears throat> it's a completed series. So I guess I can't like a hundred percent answer that because there's series that are ongoing That's True. that, um, you know, once they're finished, I feel like you can't judge something like that until you've read the series in its entirety. Yeah. So yes, it still is. Even though I, I have to say that I did not care for this last installment. Um, it's still overall I think one of the best written I guess I will just say urban fantasy because I don't you're right I don't know that it is a paranormal romance romance. um but there is romance and there is
1: there are the paranormal so I don't know I don't know I think there is in the like first five books but (laughs) yeah yeah who knows
0: it still counts
1: All right. Well, I mean, I feel it feels kind of anticlimactic, but I mean, I guess that's kind of how this book went too. Like, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, we'll be back. So, Jessica and I have talked a lot about what we want to do for season two and um, maybe kind of shaking up the format a little bit so that we're not uh, necessarily talking about, you know, a series, a season, or a specific book, an episode. Um, And we're maybe wanting to kind of open it up a little bit more to talk uh, more broadly about the genre in terms of like different themes you might see or um, how uh, characters compare and contrast from different series, talking about those in the same episode or, you know, just different ideas of of the direction that we want to take the podcast in. Um, so we're going to take a little bit of a break between season one and season two, um, probably just a few weeks, (laughs) but (laughs) please uh, keep looking uh, at the Instagram page. We'll be sure to post updates there, um, for, for when we'll come back. And if you guys have any ideas of stuff that you would like us to talk about or books that you want us to read, um, please like drop us a line and let us know feel free to you know message us on instagram or comment on posts or send us an email um you know we're totally open to that and we're just having a lot of fun with this and i'm excited i'm excited for what comes next for the podcast too
1: yeah i want to talk about the plated prisoner series it's my favorite right now
0: plated (laughs) prisoners do you remember the author
1: Yeah, that's Raven Kennedy. It's the. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Guild. Oh, is it
0: Guild? Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure what the series was called. Yes. That's on my list.
1: All right. Yeah. Read Uh, that.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm going on a trip next week and I've got a lot of of reading plans (laughs) for the plane ride and and we're going to be on the beach for at least a couple of days too. So I'm going to be doing some reading. Where are you going? We're going to Florida.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right.
0: Yeah, we're going to go to Orlando, and then we're going over to Sarasota, um, which is on the water, and we're spending the last yeah,
1: three days It's the only there. part of Florida I've been to. <laughs> they got white beaches. Yeah, they do. And good crab and warm cakes. water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a treat? Like, yeah. I know, like, up here, like, the water is not warm if you go to the beach, so.
0: Yeah, it is truly like a bathtub when you swim in the ocean there, which, you yeah. know, when it's, like, 95 degrees and a hundred percent humidity <laughs> i don't i might not mind the water being colder but <laughs> yeah. anyway all right well thank you guys so much for listening um thank you yeah we like i said we'll be back in a few weeks and please hit us up and let us know what you want to hear from us next and in the meantime we will talk to you guys soon yeah happy Bye. summer Woo-hoo. <laughs> This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. If you like us and want to hear more, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at sexyscarybook or send us an email and tell us what you think at club at gmail.com.